sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, Santa Barbara. Today's a super special day. This is Erica Salda, the queen of teens. 11 years. It's our birthday. <laughs> Unbelievable. For Team Sports Radio. Absolutely. Dr. D, you got to take over here. This has been the craziest, wildest last 12 months. We've persevered. I can see the, uh, I tell Dominique all the time, right, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and I honestly believe it's not a train. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say that six months ago, but I can say that now. I'm, I'm yeah. really excited. I'm really excited to be here. I'm, I feel very blessed. Um, just having you as a friend is just been there's so, I mean, so many wonderful things out of this show. I can't even list them all, not in the hour that we have. But what I ended up doing, reflecting back, I've taken little segments of the show and we've reviewed them all together. And I think we've got a great birthday show coming up. But before we get to the birthday show, uh, we're going to start off with uh, one of my favorite teen athletes, Connor Street and what he's accomplished this last year. Then I think what we're going to do is we compilated a bunch of essential stories. I think it's important for the times that we've been living in. Uh, and then, of course, Ed Langlow's two-part series, because I wanted to reflect back to another scary time in this um, city, mm-hmm. and which, again, we all pers- persevered. And, of course, that was uh, during the war, uh, World War II. Santa Barbara High School history. Yes, the big, definitely Santa Barbara High School history. You got to go, always go back to history, and it, it gives you strength for the times that we're going through right now. Um, then, of course, we're going to end the show with uh, a piece that Don Sanders did for us a few months back, and I'm really looking forward to it. But I want to give it to you, Dee. If, is there anything that you thought of this last 12 months? I mean, this, on our 11th year, I think we've definitely, as a community show, have definitely been one of the legs on the chair to help guide this city through everything it had to get through. Well, I will say that, uh, first of all, uh, congratulations to us and to all those who are involved in, who have been involved in Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio uh, throughout not just the last 12 months, but of course, the last 11 years. Uh, And I think that we have covered subjects Uh, And I'm sure that both you and Dominique would agree, we've covered subjects that have needed to be talked about. And that's one of the, I think, one of the great things, in spite of all of the... I'm going to say all of the news that's out there, right? All of the stories that we have heard, and many of us will have opinions one way or the other, but the reality is that we have opened up on this program, you and Dominique and other our other uh, co-hosts have opened up a dialogue on some of these sometimes very difficult subjects, but they need to be talked about. And I love it. Yeah. Like the transgender subject. Exactly. We, we were one of the first to have my son who's transgender. We we had him on the show and we got to talk and um and figure out, oh, it's okay to ask 
So what pronouns do you like to go by? Mm-hmm. And now the entire country is embracing this. Exactly. Exactly. And and whether they heard it here or not, the fact of the matter is it that, that it, the word, it goes out, whether it's uh, uh, word of mouth or whether it's just like the vibe goes out there, the energy goes out there and says, hey, the, these are the subjects that we really need to sit down and seriously discuss uh, so that we can better understand. And, and I have to say that in a lot of the programs that I have watched on television, whether it be program shows, TV shows or movies. One of the questions that now comes to my mind when I see the the dynamics, and especially the conflict, and I know that's what gets people to watch them, but still, is do you really know who that person is? Not as a transgender, not as a black person, not as a this, a that, or the other person. Do you know who that person really is? Have you taken the time to get to know that individual? And That's so beautiful. Yeah. It's like co- this time of COVID has really taught us what staying connected is really all about. Yeah, It's about taking time with each other, treating each other as human beings first and always. Yes. And really teaching our teens that it's okay for the world to change. Things are going to be, math is done differently than when your parents learned it and uh, the English language is blossoming in ways that we haven't used it as, as languaging. And that's all mm-hmm. beautiful and wonderful because we're all coming together. We're all caring for each other and caring for our planet and staying connected. That's I it. think love is for all of us because we're, all of us are invested in the community, in the city, in the kids. And as I look at this program as a mentorship program, it's a community hour. We've worked really hard to sustain um, a neutral posture because I've learned myself at going to be 60 years old this year to stay in my own lane. And and looking at that in in more of myself going within Mm -hmm. and just being happy with myself and shine that light. And be that beacon for every for anybody and anybody. Yeah, it's about creating safe space, and I think that's part of what we help teens. We bring psychologists on, we bring coaches on, we bring people with different perspectives, and the work is to help create that safe space. Yeah, I'm, and I'm really excited. We love you. Well, thank you. I love you, too. I really do. I think that one of the things that I think this program will continue to do is to open people's eyes to the subjects we need to talk about. I mean, I think about Anthony and and the subject that uh, I have been, uh, I was introduced to years and years ago back in Phoenix that I was reintroduced through Anthony. I was reintroduced again through the Dead Poets Foundation and Mariel Hemingway in regards to the issue and the subject of suicide. And... Um, all of that, all that comes from that in, tr- in trying to let people know who don't feel like they belong, that they do belong and that they are wanted. And uh, that's extre- that that's a message that this program puts out, that everybody belongs and they are wanted because they've got something to share. They've got a story to tell. We need to listen to our kids. That's yeah. the bottom line. There's yeah. a lot of kids out there and a lot of pain. And it's the Anthony Rodriguez's of the world that has devoted his, it's a ministry, really, is what it is. Absolutely. And he has his phone on 24-7, and he will be at that person's 
space in place and hold, um, embrace that person. You just have to let go of what they were thinking about using. Um, and he saved a lot of lives. Yeah. He has an enormous amount of godchildren. <laughs> I mean, this guy. And a, and a, a great. He's one of my, yeah. this show is just another one of those places that creates friendships. He's one of my, our, Dominique and I, is one of our best friends, Bianca and, and him. I mean, we, we do a lot of things together like we do with you all, Richard. It's a family. We have a, Team Sports Radio, yeah. definitely. And our godfather is Les Carroll. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's the godfather. Yeah. We yeah. always wing everything through him, yeah. right? Yeah. Because we definitely ask if we can cross the line. He look at me, and uh, of course, it's we we make these decisions together. But we do it, I think, so lovingly that when we open up and introduce a topic, I don't think I think everybody in the community understands we're only going there for information. That's right. That's right. And the beautiful thing is, we also have uh, Nancy White in regards to organic food in our schools and yeah. the Boys and Girls Club coming yeah. through 2020 and embracing our kids that were having a really hard time with having access to computers and getting the schoolwork done. Carolyn Givens, Something Good Organics, and how she's doing a program to help get organic food to people. So there, there's so many beautiful um, organic things in our community that we remind our teens about and we celebrate our teens' participation in. And then we have businesses out there during COVID that they've uh, embraced kids and took them aboard in a mentorship program like Mike Ruiz, what he has done, yeah, uh, which is a beautiful thing. So mm-hmm. the, the, uh, yeah. we have a lot of us and Mike Ruiz for the auto. Yeah. The car, auto shop. Mm-hmm. There's so many. There's countless. Yeah. Um, really, I, Joanne Stoltz, realtor in this town for 40 plus years. Everything she does in the community. I've got to give some love to my my ex mother in law Joyce Faldo, who sits and makes sandwiches every single week for the homeless. Never talks about it. Never stops. Uh, they love her. She's she's got famous peanut butter and jelly. I hear. Okay, <laughs> they line up for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Love it. Love it. So um, yeah, and just we're 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 coming out of it, and I'm really excited. And I, I'm so thankful. To this station for being um, having this opportunity and let us be the light for the community and give us a place for kids to have a mentorship program, become uh, learn the business of broadcasting. We've had so many yeah. great stories. That's a whole nother story within the story. But for right now, um, Ava Burford, Laura Arcadia. Anna Cordonado, those are just the three ladies that are doing really great things. Mm-hmm. Starting from the very first teen uh, star that we had was Tommy Eigen, who's now a teacher over at Bishop. So they grow up and they wow. leave us. Yeah. But, uh, wow. you know, we've done a lot of great things, and I always extend it to anybody out there that would like to try an internship program on AM 1290. We're here for you. It's great yeah. college resume stuff. Absolutely. So always got room. And so on with the birthday show. Woohoo! All right, let's start it off with Connor Street. What are you doing, Connor? Talk to me. I'm out fishing right now currently. Um, It's a great day today. And uh, I got my own little business started, 805 Seafood. You can follow it on Instagram or Facebook. And um, I catch and sell fresh fish, rockfish, occasionally halibut and whitefish. And I bring it to the, and I sell it to the community for good prices and fresh fish 
Now listen, you know, your mom, mom to mom, I love you. I love your parents. You know that. They're just diehard Cardinals through and through. But you told me I don't want to give the numbers. I want you to give the numbers. So let's let's go to the beginning. And I know some of my co-hosts also, they'll introduce themselves. They're going to have questions for you as well. They'll text me. Um, how did this how did this come about? I know your dad's a fisherman, so it's in the blood. But so did this come through the whole COVID experience where you say, I can't wear a mask, I need to breathe. I mean, how did this take place? Um, so I told myself I wanted to start a business over spring break and I wanted to um, get going and start a fishing business and bring local fresh fish to the community. And then COVID happened and I was out of school and doing online Zooms and I realized, well, I have more, a little more time on my hands, so maybe I'll just start it sooner than spring break. And I started it, and it's perfect. It's been perfect, and I've um, been bringing fit, catching fresh fish every time I've gone out, and I've brought it all in and sold out to everyone. So it's just nice that every, it's also a fast way for people to get fresh food. We're not waiting in lines at um, grocery stores. There's no line where I sell my fish. So it's a nice. nice way for people to get out of the house, too. Okay, well, we have another Bishop alum, parent, you know, kids through school. You might know who she is. You probably do. Lori Cortez. Lori Cortez, you have a question. Hey, Connor. That's a wonderful thing that you're doing for the community, I think. Um, I'm sure many people are, are very grateful for it. And what a creative idea that you had to really help out during this time, time of need. That, that, sh that shows a lot about your character. That's really a great thing. Yes, and I, I'm super thankful for everyone in the community community supporting not only my my business, but there's a lot of other uh, fishing businesses that are selling straight from the, off their boat, so it's fresh and it's just nice to see everyone supporting. Yeah, listen, do you deliver to Montecito? Because we have Ava Burford on the line, and you know her mom does all the foraging. So, Ava, do you like fish? Oh my God! If you could describe our, what our family eats, it's solely a pescatarian diet. Um, I was w curious, what type of fish are you guys catching right now, and how much do you sell per day? Because I swear my family will buy it all. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Um, I am. I currently fish um, for rockfish and whitefish mainly. Occasionally uh -huh. halibut, but lately I've been selling uh, rockfish. I sell rock fish for five dollars a pound the whole fish and um i've been getting anywhere from 50 to 100 pounds each time i go out and i just sell straight to the community and i do deliveries for uh an extra seven to ten dollar fee depending where you are located oh that's awesome okay that is really good to know and now if you want it, if somebody doesn't or it doesn't have nice skills you know like me okay because i was the official fish cleaner when i grew up because we had the Long Island Sound. Um, do you, will you trim it and you'll make fillets out of it? So I, I'm actually, I don't have the permits to fillet it, but I will um, gill and gut it for the customer if they'd like. And you can just throw the whole fish on the barbecue as it's gill gutted and scaled and it's ready to be cooked, right? If you buy it from me, if you'd like it to be gill gutting scaled, I could do it too. Aw, it just never ends. The love, Dominique Hackett loves fish. So what do you say? That is so wonderful. Tell me, how are people contacting you? Are, are, do we go through Facebook or do you give out your telephone number? 
So I post um, every day on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, that every day that I go out, I post the night before and say, tell everyone to stay tuned. My Instagram and Facebook is 805 Seafood. That's the name of it. And um, people just buy, direct message me through there or text message and tell me what, how many pounds they'd like. And I try to put it aside if I have it. Genius. And hey, you know something? Who came up with that name? You, your mom, your brother? Because it's genius. Um, it's actually funny. My brother made um, the logo for me, and my mom came up with the name, and I just do the fishing. And I also I also sell T-shirts, sweatshirts, and hats on my um, Instagram page. You can direct message through their Instagram and Facebook. Direct me- direct message through there. So oh, either so way, like, how about- I got it all right there. How about every hundred pounds one person buys and gets a hat? You know, I always have to have something free. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm working on I'm working on little deals here and there. I'm coming. Out, I'm yeah. going to make some stickers too, so I'm going to throw stickers in there. So I'm just working Aww. on stuff to help, to help out, and it's another way for me to be out on the ocean and have fun too. Yeah, you know, I get my pizza from New York, and it's nice because of Amazon. They made it yesterday because, you know, New York pizza. I mean, talk to me, right? And then the other day, I don't know, I must have bought so many pizzas. They brought, they came out, and I got an apron. And I love that apron! (laughs) I will not not buy this pizza now. I mean, they hooked me for life because I didn't expect it. And it was just in a box. And oh my God, I wear it when somebody comes to the door. <laughs> so weird. Because you That's know, funny. not leaving. Oh, it was awesome. Well, listen, God bless you, Connor. You are an inspiration. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome again. What we're going to do now is we're going to launch three three or four essential stories. We're going to start with Dominique Hackett. My essential story is um, I actually have three children that work for, well, actually four children that work for construction companies. And construction, especially on our freeways, has been considered essential. So they are all out participating in helping take care of California's freeways. So I really appreciate everyone who's out there doing essential work that's helping to support our community. My heart just goes out to them. I really, really appreciate them. Nice. Ava Burford has one and then Lori Cortez. I just wanted to say um, that just to... Um, kind of branch off of that that it's like so incredible all these essential workers and they really deserve a huge round of applause but i also wanted to point out all the non-essential people um or i guess essential in different ways who are going to the store and providing food for the elderly i know my grandparents aren't old but my mom has been doing that for my grandparents and some other people in our community and they're always super happy and we've gotten to a trade now of you get groceries and we get a banana cream pie so thank you grandma Uh, just thank you everyone in the community for helping out the elderly because they are the ones that need need, they are one of the many subgroups that need to be protected right now so thank you so much well i got to reach out to your grandparents as well because you are 
you know, I don't have favorites, winky winky, but I have a few people that I really just have been blown away from the moment that I met you. And you're in that category, Amber, because I know you are going to make the world a better place. And it makes me feel so good and privileged to be able to know you. And you know, I mean that it's, it's, you're just amazing and your family is amazing. And so I'd like to just say that because grandparents like to hear that stuff. Okay. They just do. <laughs> Thanks, Erica. The yeah. Well, you're awesome. Very, very mutual. <laughs> okay. So uh, we're going to go Lori and then Ed Langlow. Yes, well, I just want to do a little bit of a, a takeoff on, on Ava's. Um, some students in Santa Barbara have been doing a wonderful thing. It's called Zoomers to Zoomers. And a lot of the students that I work with have been doing this. So high school, high school age students are going and grocery shopping for senior citizens and, you know, bringing them their food. And I've heard so many great stories from people who have just been so appreciative of these of these kids willing to go out and, and, you know, risk themselves a bit uh, to better their community. And I just think it's a wonderful thing to do. Um, you know, some people are housebound. They can't, older people can't get out at all. And the, what I, from what I've heard, they're just very appreciative. And, and the kids that deliver, at least the students that I work with that deliver it, say they just feel so good because uh, the people are so appreciative, you know, nice. having somebody reach out to them and help them. So I think that's wonderful. And I want to just one other story that I think is I'll make it quick. But um, our family was planning a, a Europe trip. We're supposed to be there right now, actually. And so we had to we had to cancel and I was having a little bit of a difficult time with getting refund from one of the tickets. And a person from Orbitz actually spent two hours with me working with an airline to get a, to get a refund for me. And he just really went above and beyond because you know how most of the time you get passed off to other people and sent back and forth. And he was, and you know, he w really went out of his way to do that. And I thought in this time, you know, when everybody's struggling, companies are struggling, just like, just like people are that for somebody to take their time. And, and I know that they have a minimum amount of people that they have to help every hour. And so for, for a person like that to do something really, I thought that was very special and very kind. And I think during this time, especially kindness is needed. And if we can just all extend that extra kindness to each other, we'll, we'll get through it in a much easier fashion. Nice. Very well put, Lori. Well, I didn't expect anything less from you, Lori. How about we'll go Ed Langlow, and then we've got Richard Elliott. So I think the, some of the people that are suffering the impact of this is a restaurant business. And we try to support Harry's Plaza because they've taken care of us with the alumni club and, and allowed us to have our meetings there through some pretty difficult times. So uh, last Tuesday was Taco Tuesday. We went to Harry's and as I was walking up to the front door, <laughs> as I was walking up to the front door, um, here comes one of the managers with a face mask on, passes me on the sidewalk on his way out to a parked car to deliver a meal. There was an elderly couple in the handicap zone. He delivers a meal, comes running back in the, in the restaurant. And I go in there and there are a couple of waitresses and everybody's a little bit out of their, out of their wheelhouse. They're not doing the jobs they normally do. The manager is trying to deliver meals and, and so on. So I just like to give a shout out to, to David at Harry's Plaza and all the people that are working there trying to keep that business open and take care of us uh, doing takeout food. That's it.
Talk, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. All right, we've got Ed Langlo. Ed, I'm looking forward to this. Is this a two-parter or one part? I'm going to do this in two parts. I got so much information from uh, this lady that uh, lives up the street from me. I had to break it up. I got into like seven, eight pages of information about Santa Barbara High. So uh, I'm going to do the first part today. It's going to be more based on the the students at the school. Uh, The second part will be more on the the places and the companies that got involved with Santa Barbara High School during World War II. So if only I'd if only I'd known as a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely, as well as those listening into the show. And today's segment is Santa Barbara High during the war years. And the takeaway from this two part segment is to learn perseverance and to look at the bright side of any experience because it will be whatever you make it. We just lived through a bad year dealing with COVID, but before you complain too much, I'd like to tell you what it was like to be a Santa Barbara High School student during World War II through the eyes of the people who were. Only I had known when I was young what the generation before me lived through. My sources for these next two segments are all old friends of mine, Doug Spence, Rutledge Putty Mills, Polly Lopez, and Twyla Christensen. A couple weeks back, my story was the comeback of 1940, featuring Doug Spence, who lived up the street from me. Doug's gone now, but his better half, Twyla Christensen, still lives there. So I suggested that she listen to teen sports on Tuesday, but she said, I don't have an AM radio. So Tuesday morning with my Bose radio tucked under my arm, I hiked up the hill and sat across the table from Twyla and we listened to the show. After the show, she said, you know, I have an old scrapbook that I put together in 1942 when I was a sophomore at Santa Barbara High. (laughs) Would you like to see it? And I said, yeah, of course I would. So uh, this collection of hers was packed with articles from Santa Barbara News Press, uh, the school paper, The Forge, and even restaurant menus from the 40s. So as I looked through that book, a 95-year-old alumnus of Santa Barbara High told me these stories. First, let's go back to where I left off with the comeback of 1940. I had said that Doug Spence had joined the Army after high school, but what I didn't mention is that he had been offered a sports scholarship to play football for SC. He obviously had to walk away from that scholarship to go in the service. But until the day he died, you would have thought he did go to SC. Uh, He could quote statistics and game scores right off the top of his head. He pretty much remained loyal to the Trojans for the rest of his days. Uh, though he never was able to be one. So the Dons were surfing on a high wave of success. And he just won the 1940 CIF Southern California Championship. And times were good. But that wave was about to break. On Sunday morning, December 7th, 1941, Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. The next day, Franklin Delano Roosevelt plunged the United States into the war, joining forces with Britain, Russia, and France against the tripartite pact of Germany, Japan, and Italy. 
and things at Santa Barbara High very quickly begin to change. Now, I believe that the impact and the, and the stress level from the war hit Santa Barbara High School harder than any other high school in the nation. And I say that because a few weeks later, on February 23rd, 1942, a 365-foot submarine surfaced off the coast of Goleta and started to shell Elwood oil fields. Just 11 weeks in, the war had come very close to home. Putty Mills had graduated in 1941 with Spence and had also volunteered for the Army Air Corps, but uh, would wind up overseas in Patton's Third Army. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Putty in the next segment. Head football coach Clarence Schutte went into the Army, and line coach Clarence Bishop took his place. Ed Kerrigan would take his place as the new line coach. There was an article in the Forge urging students to collect scrap metal for manufacturing uh, in the war effort. And they mentioned keys. They would melt down unused keys for the brass. That's how desperate things were. The United States was not prepared to go to war. The Dons, however, continued to play football through all of this. In 1941, they won all but two games under Coach Schutte. Then in 42, under Coach Bishop, in the season opener against Beverly Hills, an article in the Santa Barbara News Press said, the first score of the game was run in by Cal Rossi. Now, I believe Cal was the youngest of the Rossi brothers. There were either three or four Rossies, and they all played football. But they all had a reputation for being pretty aggressive on the football field. The article declared, and I quote, Cal Rossi crashes over his own right guard on his way into an eight-yard touchdown. <laughs> that was pretty aggressive. The Dons came out on top in that opening game, 26-6. to six. But Twyla Christensen remembers Cal as one of the most cordial guys she knew off the field. Cal Rossi was student body president in his senior year, but in December of 1942, while still in high school, he received his draft notice. Rossi stated in the paper, and I quote again, I'm beginning to realize now more than ever what an asset school is. In that same month, head coach Clarence Bishop was commissioned as lieutenant in the Navy, and the head counselor, Glenn Wallace, had joined the Red Cross. Then I called Polly Lopez because I knew his story, and I wanted to make sure that I included it in this segment. In April of 1943, just two months before graduating, Polly Lopez at 17 joined the Navy and never graduated from high school. He returned from the service and, and fulfilled a career working for the facilities department at UCSB. Then a couple of years ago, his daughter went to the high school and told them that story. And in June of 2018, Polly, at 92 years old, walked down the hill into Peabody Stadium and received a Santa Barbara High School diploma. So let's try. Yeah, that was it's pretty amazing to hear that story that he did that. He walked down with the, with the graduating class of 18 and they issued him a diploma. Let's try to keep it positive and think about the good things that happened to us in this last year knowing that the 1940s were a little more challenging. Listen to teen sports 
for the second half of Santa Barbara High during the war years when we'll talk more about the places and the businesses that affected the teens. I'm Ed Langlow. I'll see you next time on If Only I Had Known. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Ed Langlow. And if only I'd known. What say you this week, Ed? Thank you, Erica. Um, if only I'd known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely on Zoom now or listening into the show on the radio. The topic for today is a winning tradition. Today's segment is a a short wrap-up of the Santa Barbara High during the War Years segments. I realized an interesting connection with a conversation I was having with Twyla Christensen and some of the past advice that I've given, and I wanted to share that, for lack of a better term, aha moment with you. With the ravages and effects of COVID, uh, I I believe that we've all had the thought of when is this finally going to be over? And will we ever be able to completely recover from it? Well, you may have more power than you think. We hear the term efficacy used a lot uh, about the rate of the different vaccines. If you look up the word efficacy in the dictionary, it's from a Latin word meaning the ability to produce a result or an effect. The only efficacy of the vaccine is it tells your body to defend itself against a specific virus. You your immune system creates the antibodies that actually keep you from getting COVID, not necessarily the vaccine. You've also heard uh, my favorite Henry Ford saying, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So in one of my conversations with Twyla about the impressive performance of the first wartime football team, she said, It was the tradition of making it to CIF playoffs that kept us winning. And I thought, nah, it's not tradition. But she was there. She was a cheerleader and very much involved in in football. Then I thought about one of my other favorite topics, the placebo effect. You're given a sugar pill that you believe is a new medicine and you have faith that you're going to get better. And many people do from a sugar pill only because they believed they would. So maybe Twyla has a point. Maybe they just believed they could, so they did. Henry Ford may have had something there. If you believe you can, you're right. Uh, The first time the Dons made it to CIF playoffs was in 1929, and maybe they just kept doing better until it became a tradition to be one of the best, if not the best team in the league. Maybe in spite of the shelling of Elwood bringing the war to their backyard, 
maybe in spite of one of the winningest coaches in the history of high school football, Clarence Schutte, being gone and in the Army, maybe it was just a high school football team that thought they could, so they did. On October 3rd, in the curtain raiser for the first game of the 1942 season, came against the Beverly Hills Normans. In front of more than 2,000 fans, the Dons took the opening kickoff and marched 80 yards to a touchdown and a sustained drive. Highlighted by Cal Rossi's 19-yard pass to Rube Navarro, the drive ended when, with Rossi crashing over the line with an eight-yard gain in the first touchdown of the 42 season. The eventual win sparked the Sunday morning headlines in the October 4th, 1942 Santa Barbara News Press. Don steamroll over Norman's 26 to 6 in grid opener. So my takeaway from this segment is simply we'll get over this COVID issue. And if you're a teen, promise you this. If you remain stoic, persevere, believe in yourself and create a winning tradition, great things will come to you. I'm Ed Langlo, and I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known. Our teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. This is our final bit. If you just joined us, you can check us out this evening at 11 p.m. Sunday, 3 p.m. or Monday at 3 a.m. in the morning. This is our 11th year providing service for the community. Just shining love, supporting our kids, businesses, and nonprofits. We're going to close with Don Sanders, but before that, I wanted Dominique to say a few words. Um, Dominique, uh, we're, you're my partner in crime. I so appreciate you <laughs> the last seven years. Um, and every time you say something, it's always so spontaneous. Every time I look over what you got to say, you close the book. You never let me watch. So anyway, I know this 11th year birthday. Here you go. Well, I know this year we've talked to teens a lot about self-care. And some of the things we've focused on, number one, get yourself into nature. So, you know, put your feet on the ground, smile at the sunshine, and just really soak up being in nature. And the other thing is, if you can do it, meditate. You can meditate while you're walking. You can meditate while you're sitting. You can meditate listening to beautiful music. But definitely meditate and tap into that deepest part of yourself. And know that when you're connecting with another person, you're connecting from that deepest part of yourself to their deepest part of yourself. And we're all caring for each other. I love the whole thing about the connecting. I think this last year has really made families stronger. And whether a child wants to take a walk on the beach or the parent takes the child for a walk on the beach, I think because of this remote learning and everything, families just have had to learn to bond and communicate in different ways. Um, I have always looked at silver linings my whole life. I've had to. And this, when you really look back and we could start maybe pre-reflecting on the good things that have come out of the, the situation that the world has had to endure, I think that there's going to be a lot of check, check marks 
um, that a person. For me, it's really been about self-reflection. And um, Dr. D, I've gotten, this last 12 months, I, I just think that we've just become besties. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, we've had yeah, to, sure. We've had to grow our, our relationships that were good, I think, have become great, honestly. Yeah. No, no, I would agree with you there. And I think that uh, uh, these kinds of events, some of, them, some of them more extreme than others, like the lockdown from uh, mid-March of 2020 to uh, probably about early mid-March of this year, and of course things are starting to shift, uh, I think that you start to recognize who is important in your life and why they're important in your life. Even if it's just as support, even if it's just as a sounding board, you know, then we need that. And we didn't have that for the longest time because we, you know, we didn't think at first, Oh, I'll just go on the computer. I'll just dial her up on here and there and, you know, and so forth. And I think that's one of the things that, that is so important. And I've spoke of this even before, the, the pandemic uh, about the importance of creating a network of people in your life, not just if there's a, a, a natural disaster or something or there's a fire or there's this or whatever, but to be there and you be there for someone else, whether it's the same person or somebody else, like paying it forward kind of thing. I think that it's just one of those things that we need to be doing all the time is making and meeting new people and making and uh, creating new connections. Uh, I, you know, to me, it's it's sort of the equivalent, if you will, of of trying new things so that your brain and I know, Dominique, you would agree with this, uh, sets up uh, new pathways for exactly. different kinds the, of thought. Your neurons are marrying other people. Exactly. And, uh, my son Aiden taught me about body double that you can literally you're doing your homework on the computer, click into a zoom room and have a friend on the other line. Not that you're talking, but you can see another person is working and yeah. that your brain literally clicks in and the mirror neurons click in and you're able to focus more and get your work done. Yeah. We've learned so much about networking and connecting yeah. this year. Well, it's I can't tell ex- you how many people have just started to, do FaceTime and Zoom and learn how to click into these things. I think it's really brought a lot of families closer that live and that are spread out throughout the country because they've had to, because they have not been able to visit holidays. Many people doing the staycations, but to reach out to them via the internet, we're so blessed and thank you, Zoom and thank you, technology. And there's a lot of benefits to it. And when you embrace it and look at the benefit, Mm-hmm. and how you can use it as a tool to stay connected. That's it's a beautiful thing. It's Absolutely. A beautiful thing. And another beautiful thing is the wrap-up of the program, our final segment for this birthday celebration. All right, let's go to Don Sander. And thank you, thank you, and thank you, D. Yes, keep your body moving. I'm thinking of young people out there forming, their, forming the basis for your lifetime. And I also want to say... Keep your body moving as well as doing all these other things that you must do and never give up your own. If any of you ever heard of the musical group Crosby, Stills and Nash, your own your own Santa Barbara native son, David Crosby, wrote a wonderful song about someone dreaming on a park bench in a broad highway somewhere. And they were asking, what am I not doing? 
and and like an angel came down in the song and says your voice cannot command in time you'll move mountains and it will come to your hands so whatever your hands find to do you must do with all your heart there are thoughts enough to blow men's minds or tear great worlds apart a healing touch will find you along that broad highway somewhere and lift you as high as music running through an angel's hair close out the show what, what card we got oh well well we picked i picked the king of hearts where is it uh how appropriate king of hearts which is really well the king of cups which is really the mastery of the heart and connecting in with the heart and and the capacity to you know he's riding a white horse through the um at the ocean through the water um at the beach and he's holding a cup and it's really about you know, with the, having the capacity with our physical body, the horse, in a way to really move through and move with those emotions, and also to really, you know, hold our hearts. So important. I, I, that was so inspiring. What you just said, Don, about really letting yourself move, and when we move with our heart, that's where we know we're moving in the right direction. Um, our mind is there in highest and best service to our heart. I think it's really good to remember that. So, so if your heart and your body want to go somewhere, and you feel really inspired, and your mind says no, it's not logical. Just saying, you know what, mind? You can make it logical. We're going that way because it can. Fantastic. I want to preach one thing for the word for the week is smile. All right? Yeah. Smile and love our way out of this. Let's stay together. God bless. See you next week. Oh, 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 oh,